Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Carol Dean is the author of The Art of Film Funding, Alternative Financing Concepts, 2nd Edition, and an executive producer, as well as president of From the Heart Productions, a nonprofit company giving three grants a year and working as a fiscal sponsor. In today's show, we want to know what makes a good pitch, where is the money, how do you get it, and how much do your thoughts create your reality? And Carol, this is a great title for your book, The Art of Film Funding. Why do you feel film funding is an art, though? That's an interesting word to work with. Thank you, Claire. Well, it is. It's an art the same as editing, directing, producing. Film is the key uh, to making the film. And getting the money into your bank account from wherever it is now, as Sai Baba often said, is the key but the focus. Once you get the mindset and the confidence that you can do that, then you, so much creative efforts can come about and help you. So you are such a creative talent. Filmmakers are an, are entrepreneurs. They usually have more than one title. They're the hyphenate. They're the editor, director, producer, the editor, writer. And so they are loaded with talent. Then you say to them, well, all right, now you have to go get the money to make the film. Then they freeze up. And this is what I don't want them to do. This is where I want them to realize that they're in the right place at the right time, With uh, this Internet explosion, we're in the middle of the digital era where you can make a film for so much less money than you ever could before that the universe wouldn't send you all of the talents you have and not give you the ability to raise the money. So you have the ability, but you have to have the faith that you can do it. And you have to, if you realize that it is an art form and you can move to that thinking position Mm -hmm. that I'm just going to take all the creativity I use for editing and producing and put it into raising money, then you begin to relax because you're confident in those areas. And I want Mm -hmm. you to move that confidence over to the art of funding your film. So true. And, you know, another thing about the word art is it gives a person, an artist of any anything that they, they have the art in, flexibility for using their own creative genius that rises and swells up from within them. So I, it's the perfect word. Good. Thank you very much. And um, nowadays, the businesses are saying that genius is a matter of your connection to the field, the quantum field of infinite information. So the more tuned in you are, to the universal knowledge, uh, the easier your life is, and those are the people that we call geniuses. 
So mm-hmm. it is true. And when you do begin to relax and have the faith that you can do it, you get more connected to your, uh, Chopra, Chopra calls it the higher self. Uh, you can call it the quantum field, anything you want, the universal mind. But once you start to relax and connect, that's when your real creative juices flow and when ideas are uh, abound, you really know that you can raise that money. Mm-hmm. So, Carol, the first chapter of your book seems to be about your level of commitment, right? Yes, that's where it all starts. Uh, anyone who's walking around saying, mm, I think I'm going to make a film. Uh, I've always wanted to make a film. I think, no, that's not going to do it. You have to have total commitment to make a film. Uh, because just because you've got an idea for a film, so do millions of people, literally. Because uh, my plumber pitched me a film that he said would gross ten times more than E.T. while he unclogged my sink. Everybody's <laughs> walking around here in Hollywood with an idea for a film. So what sets your idea apart from the rest of these untold stories? What makes your story so special that investors and grantors are going to want to hand you their hard-earned money and let you take it to Tinseltown to produce a film? So Mm -hmm. it's important to realize, what am I going to do to set myself aside from the general public? And I'll tell you that from reading thousands of grant applications that start off, I'm thinking about making a film I know that they're never going to make it. They're probably still going to be thinking about it years later. So even if the concept was perfect, the filmmaker's lack of confidence and commitment to the project, that if it doesn't jump off the page at me, Claire, then mm-hmm. I know that they're nervous, that they're not sure. And sometimes people will come to me and they have three ideas. Mm-hmm. and they want to apply to the grant for all three films. And I say, well, which one's your favorite? Oh, well, I don't know. Well, you, <laughs> this is not the way to raise money. You pick one. This is it. I am committed, and I'm moving down the road with this. Now, if you want to have a second one and pitch it perhaps to other people at different times, or if you're in front of an investor and you have an opportunity to pitch more than one idea, terrific. Grants, no. You go in with one idea. Most of the time when you make an ask for money, you need to ask one person for the money for one film. And you have to know that that person is connected to that subject matter for a documentary or that they're interested in making an investment in a film for a feature. Mm -hmm. It's commitment. right? And when you start with in mind that that you have a total commitment. Um, in my book, The Art of Film Funding, very beginning, I, I give you a whole list of questions because it's really important for you to recognize this is a very time-consuming thing, making a film. Mm-hmm. So you have to decide, uh, are you willing to quit your job for the next three years and accept the financial consequences? Can you do that? When If not... Can you produce this film in your spare time? Okay, so how many hours a week can you put into the film? You have to make a commitment. Mm -hmm. And how long can you drive your car? Will it last three years? Um, Who's the audience for your film? 
that's one of the first questions you really have to ask yourself. Who is the audience? And how will you find your audience? Because your audience is where your money is, Claire. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to fine-tune that a little bit? Um, my audience is a group of people who care about dot, 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 or is there a, a question that we can ask ourselves that help us to fine-tune that? Well, yes. Um, the first thing that you would do is outline your film. Put it, you know, Bring it from your imagination into this third reality. Write it out. Then verbalize it. And so we'll get into the pitch, but that's where you where you really have to birth it. You birth it with a pitch and then you find out how people react. And if there right. is enough response there, then you can go into uh the trailer and go on with your concept. But if you run into blocks at any time, then it's time to think and about what is my audience? Is it big enough to return the investment I'm putting into this film? Because with the Internet now, we have a wonderful opportunity for a small market films to make money, but only if you're able to tap into them. Mm-hmm. Okay, one well, I don't want to get ahead of my... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, one of the things that it's so important to re- to really think about is secrets for success, I can say to you, number one, is that the soul never thinks without a mental picture, okay? You must always have a vision of your film in your mind for many reasons, but the first one is so that you can manifest it, so you can bring it into this dimension. So let's look at two equally talented filmmakers set off to make their fortune and one ends up securing, let's say, a three-picture deal while the other ends up parking cars and goes mm-hmm. away from the film industry. So what's the difference? And this, I, When I was teaching my book around the country, I began to find there's got to be some secret thing going on here because I find Filmmakers who are equally talented, same amount of education, commitment, creativity, but one makes a film and one doesn't. So what is it? Um, and I, I really believe that successful filmmakers know how to apply their creativity to the entire project, from the first spark of an idea all the way through production, Reproduction, distribution, screening, because successful filmmakers understand that funding their project is as much of an art as producing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I know you like Sai Baba, Claire, so I'll tell you one of my favorite stories about money is Sai um, <clears throat> Baba was in a, a meeting, a planning meeting with uh, his financiers and advisors and accountants and he was talking he pointed to a site on the map and he announced that they were going to build a hospital with a new school and a new housing complex close by and so one of the men said but wait Sai Baba where's all this money coming from and Sai Baba looked at the man and simply said from wherever it is now (laughs) and it's really simple Right? Yes, yes. 
And that so is probably why. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sai Baba manifested that. He got that money. He built that hospital. Uh, and he brought the money from wherever it was. So don't worry about where the money or your film will come from. Just know that it will come to you. All right? It's not your job to figure out where, because uh, trust me, you probably never will. You put the energy out, you work on your to-do list, you visualize, you're working on both left and right brains here, and money comes, and you think, well, my heavens, I would never, never have expected it from that source, and that's what's so much fun about this. It's a game. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you talk about that in uh, Chapter 8 of your book, how, you know, it's 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 winning the mind game. And you believe that your mind is your greatest asset in funding. You talk about that. In, that's Chapter 8, right? Yes, Claire. It's I do. I want to talk about that because – but I I want to just make this one point, that the journey starts – in your head, you've got to be ready to throw away any preconceived ideas about the funding process because times have changed. Yes, there is more money than ever, more money than ever before. Billions of dollars a year are given to to art, and you are an artist. So what do you need, a couple of hundred thousand dollars? That's peanuts in the scheme of things. So the money is there. The money is there. You have to realize that. Well, where am I going to get it? Stop throwing up all those fears and do the foundation for the work. That's really Mm -hmm. where you want to go first. Yes. It's sort of like the movie um, Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. Yes, you, but you've got to build a strong foundation is what I really I really want you to do. And I want you to get your mind, before you do anything, your faith. Yeah. Your faith is what really funds film. Faith and belief fund films. The journey Great. really starts ahead. Right there, yes. The so, Carol, in... The economy mm-hmm. is good right now, Claire, and money is flowing, and people want to get involved in something greater than they are. So it's perfect for documentary filmmakers. You know, docs are hot now. I've been saying that for 10 years. But they are because Mm -hmm. now if you tell someone, oh, there's a great doc on HBO for you to watch, they say, when, where? Instead of saying, are you kidding, a documentary? That's so boring. No, they've gone mainstream. So documentary filmmakers now, you should be very proud that you are in that art form because people are looking forward to seeing a documentary. And for features, independent features are going on VOD. There are 11 areas of distribution that we'll get into later that you have now with all of the online portals. So attracting success is uh, is really what this book about. It's about adopting mm-hmm. new ways of thinking when it comes to funding your film. It's about recreating some of the old methods and accepting a lot of the new ones. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, the most important thing I've learned, Claire, from 23 years of giving grants and watching filmmakers finish films is that those who believe they'll get the money are the ones who finish their films. And those who say, yeah. well, I don't 
know. I think I'm going to have a hard time funding my film because Mary did, and she told me all the problems she had. You just can't live like that, not in our world, not in the film world. Neptune rules this. Neptune is illusion, and Neptune is what you want to help you make your film. So your imagination is what can help you bring the money to you. It's Mm -hmm. starting leaving how powerful your commitment is. Uh, You've taken my test, let's say. You've answered all the questions in my book. You're saying, okay, I'm totally committed. And then you do some research and you find that this film has a life of its own. It does have an audience. So now is where you you get involved in the secrets, uh, where learning how to release a potential, all right? So you're sitting on an art. You are an artist. You're sitting on an idea, and you want to make this idea into a reality. You know the potential's there because other people have raised money. So maybe that your friend raised money five years ago, and you say, oh, well, that was then. No, they raised money is all you need to know. Spielberg gets his money on one phone call. But um, the independent filmmakers, where do they get a half a million dollars here, 700000 there? You know, I teach my intentional filmmaking class with Tom Malloy. He's raised over $20 million. And so it's belief and faith. Tom is an actor who began Mm -hmm. writing so he could produce his own films and have an acting job. And that is is total faith and belief. And he's done that over seven or eight times now. Mm -hmm. So first of all, you have to know the potential is there because other people have done it. Why can't I? That's got to be where you're coming from. And mm-hmm. you have to realize that you need to release the potential inside of you. This is the first phase of manifesting. Yes. Releasing the potential that already exists, right? Right. Yes. And because you know, you. you want- that this the real meaning of manifesting, then it becomes so much easier, Claire. The dictionary's description of manifesting is not hidden, clearly defined, easy to see and understand. So clarity is the key to manifesting a clear, concise vision, and that's what works. And Wayne Dwyer says that you can believe it when you see it. So I want you to know that clearly defining your goal is the key to manifesting. So in our intentional filmmaking class that Tom and I teach together, the first thing we do is we set goals for the what do you want to achieve over the next five months. That's how long our class is scheduled for, Claire, because it takes that long to switch your thinking mm-hmm. and change your attitude of how you're going after your money uh, from a fear-based to a faith-based belief system and we also give you to-do lists, things to do to create your pitch package, your pitch, your trailer, your funding mm-hmm. technique. All of these things are included, but the main thing is the mindset. Right. The mindset. That's where it all starts. And then from there, 
you break it down, I know that you you cover a good deal of information in chapter two about the pitch, and you know the the pieces like you just mentioned, the most important part for raising money being, you know, it starts with the mind, and then you go into um, other areas like the sticky story. Now, what is the sticky story? Well, that's one of the keys to pitching your project. It's a very important element. But before I get away from manifesting, I just want you to realize that I want to just say that releasing a potential is similar to taking a piece of coal. Coal, when you pick it up, it's a black rock, and you think, my gosh, what is this? Well, when you ignite that piece of coal, you have heat and light. It's the same thing as you're releasing your own potential. This rock has a potential, and once you release it, it's astonishing what it can do for you. Same thing with manifesting. It's releasing a potential that's inside of you. So you really want to take and take the time to believe fully believe that what you're doing can be achieved. You have to know it, believe it, and feel it. And doubt is your enemy. It is nowhere expected in anything you say. <clears throat> you have to dispel your doubts before you ever get into a pitch, Claire, because mm-hmm. it's the insecurity in the pitch that will throw you off at all times. Your voice and how you present yourself is key to manifesting. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's being, believing. Let me tell you, Shakespeare wrote, my words go up, my thoughts remain below. Words without thoughts never to heaven go. So Shakespeare knew not only the art of visualizing and manifesting, but he also knew that to heighten your success, that you send your thoughts with energy. So if you want to manifest something or you want to achieve something, I really want you to start visualizing the beginning of your film so when you go to bed at night, you can pretend that you're in a screening room, the favorite screening room in your city that you know. If you don't know, go visit and take a seat and see how it feels. Mm -hmm. Once you've got that feeling... Then at night, pretend it's a packed house. You're sitting there. Uh, you're in the catbird seat. You're the control. You open your little mic and you say to run the film. And you watch as the drapes open and the screen starts and your titles come up. And you start feeling joy, success, happiness. You see your name on there with great pride. You see your director of photography, and you think, oh, my goodness, I chose the right person. All of this visualization is is used on a daily, weekly basis. This is really what happens. Matt Damon was writing this screenplay for The Goodwill Hunting, and he constructed the restaurant scene in his mind, Claire. He saw every nook and cranny of that restaurant. He gave it a name, and he, see, he manifested it through his words. He brought it from a thought form into reality with words. And then, as the story goes, uh, 
during that production when he walked on the set and he saw that they had built a restaurant exactly as he had visioned it, the moment was so profound that he cried. It's it's mm-hmm. shocking when you mm-hmm. see your visions come true. And yes. that's what actors do on a daily basis. So I want you to be that visual, just like Matt Damon was when he saw that the restaurant in his mind. He was able to describe it because detail is mm-hmm. so important. <clears throat> so first you want to set a goal on what you want to complete. In our intentional filmmaking class, it's over five months, and we do that because it takes that much time to really change your way of thinking and to move forward with your film. But So the main thing that we do, the first thing, is create a goal. And we do that in present tense, Claire. So it is something like, I raised $20,000. Right. But we were starting now. I would have you tie it into a holiday. So um, maybe the holiday is uh, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And you're at the dinner table and all your family's there, and you can say, I wanted to let you know that I, since this summer I have raised $30,000 for my film. And everybody says, oh, my God, that is so wonderful. Congratulations. And you're feeling this joy and confidence and success. That's mm-hmm. a good visual, and that is a potential that you want to release. And yeah. choosing the number, of the dollar amount of money that you want to raise is the key issue. You have to have something that's reality, something that you know you can achieve. So putting the length of time together with the amount of money that your mind and your body, they're two separate entities here. You have to find something that your body feels comfortable with because if you ride out, I'm going to raise 200000 in six months, you might get a little sick at your stomach, and that means you have overcommitted. So you don't want to do that. You, mm-hmm. you have to keep aligned with the reality. The body I always call is the reality. The mind is the visionary. So you want to get these two aligned and set a goal you can achieve. Put it in writing. Put it on your bathroom mirror. Read it every day because you have to verbalize goals. But don't talk to your friends about it. Keep it Hmm. to yourself. Now that's interesting, Carol. Why would you not talk to your friends about it? Because it's all energy. We are energy. Ideas are energy. And you're goal is to achieve that energy, then you can talk about it after the wow. success is there. Gotcha. But let's go. Okay. You're right. so we can go to the sticky story and, and talk about that, if you like, Claire. Sure. Yes, please. Well, Tell us about the sticky story. <laughs> okay. I, uh, it's a great book by Dan and Chip Heath. And they uh, are well-known for Made to Stick. It's a great book, and I highly recommend it for filmmakers. Basically, they gave me the right to use that in a, in this book because um, the most important, the most important thing about your pitch, think about it, uh, it's a story 
But it's a story that I can easily remember, Claire. So, so when somebody pitches you, it's an opportunity for you to spread the word about their film. And let's say I'm pitching you my film. I want you to remember it because most of the time when you pitch someone, they say, oh, that sounds like a good film, but before I can donate or invest, I need to talk to my mother, brother, father, associate, or whatever. So you have to do such a good job that the, in pitching that they can walk away with a story that they will not forget and that they can easily relate to another person. So that's mm-hmm. why when I picked up that book, Made to Stick, I thought this is the filmmaker's book. And uh, I call it a sticky story. All right? Mm-hmm. It's how you bring a wealth of information into a simple story. That's the key to the perfect pitch. So a sticky story is one where you take all the knowledge that you've gained on this film over several years probably and you transform it into a simple story, one that is easy to remember. And the first rule is to keep it simple. You have to find Mm -hmm. the core of the idea. And you may have paragraphs of information, but keep taking things away until you can't take anything else out, or you will lose the essence. Get it down to a short story. So first you find the core. You think about journalists uh, who whose lead copy for any article uh you, you get their story in just a few words so you want to prioritize and you can do this the simple story needs something unexpected this is to be sure that you get their attention most of the time claire when you go to pitch someone an idea they're probably thinking other thoughts So Mm -hmm. you've got to get them into the present moment. That's why this unexpected is so important. So you might ask a question that the film needs to answer, uh, and it could be a surprise or a shocking fact, uh, something that they will remember, all right? Mm -hmm. So then you, you need something concrete, like yes. specific people doing specific things, or give people facts. Concrete ideas mm-hmm. are easy for people to remember, and this this creates a foundation. You feel comfortable with that, and you need credible information because mm-hmm. this makes people believe your story, and this can be a place for truthful core details. And, you must make it vivid. My whole thing is, I want to see what you're saying. I need uh, to see your film from the pitch. Right. Okay? You have to give me words that elicit an image in my mind. Then I become a co-creator with your film. I can see it. I can feel it because you have just shocked me with something unexpected. Mm-hmm. Leave it. You've given me something credible uh, and something concrete. Yes, yes. There's a foundation there. Um, now, the whole idea is that I want to walk away with your film 
in my mind forever. Then I can tell it to my friends. I can say, I invested or donated to your film and brag about it. Actually, this is called social currency, Claire. Oh, okay. Think about that. How many times do people ask you, where's a good restaurant or what did you do last night? Have you seen a good TV show or a good movie? And then you tell them, and that is considered social currency for you. Gotcha. Okay. So your sticky story becomes that. Your story becomes social currency because you can say, yes, I just invested in a film, or you're the wife of a man who's invested. That gives you a lot of luncheon social currency. Oh, my gosh, tell me about the film. (laughs) And then you want them to be able to pitch the film because now they're talking to their friends who have money. So um, I know that you've carried the film for many years, and um, now your audience is just hearing about it, but that's why brevity and a sticky story are so important to transmit your knowledge to someone who knows nothing about it. And this, to me, is an excellent way to create your pitch. You, You just find the elements of the sticky story, the unexpected, the concrete, the credible, and you've got to find something emotional because I think that we communicate through the heart chakra that when you tell me a heartfelt story you touch my heart Mm -hmm. and that's when I open my pocketbook so emotions have to be there and you just wrap this into a, a good story and you're on your way right so that's that's like the spark right there that that lights up the story is is something that touches the heart. That's the spark. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay. And having that pitch and practicing it in front of a mirror so you know exactly how you look and where to pause and what you're saying uh, is key. Big funders do this. They And they read sales books, Claire. They read books on closing and on sales presentation, because believe it or not, when you're pitching, you're selling. Yeah, true, very true. Now, when you're talking about where the money is for films, you you mention also in the past. I know you've talked about this, um, and in fact, Tom Malloy, who is his brilliant with um, the things that he teaches, there there are some things that he shares. Where, when it comes to where the money comes from for films, as well as you talk about these things in your book. Do you want to touch a little bit more on that before we move on to uh, funding parties? Yes, I do. Um, it's First of all, let's assume that you, you are committed, you have uh, created your goals. You've got your to-do list. You're moving forward with your film on a daily basis. You're putting your pitch package together. You have um, a, an outline for your feature and a pitch package. And for a documentary, you have a small pitch package. You're ready. It's in your car, wherever you are. You always have that available. And you have it electronically, too. Now, uh, where's the money? Well, for documentaries, 70% of your money is in the hands of people. Grants are available. Uh, Some 
branding money, uh, but all of these are lower percentages. Seventy percent comes from people. You can then divide up the rest of your time, your 30% of the time, and, and put that between corporate investments and or grants and other ways to fund your With faith, of course, it's 99% people. Yes, there's branding opportunities, but if you're a first-time or an independent filmmaker, you're more likely to get free goods, skids of water, snack foods, uh, cell phones, all of the other rental cars, all of those things you can probably get uh, either free or less expensive. All that's outlined in the book, how to go about that. But the key here is what, where am I going to put the most imp- important part of my time? Well, uh, it's people are your greatest asset. So it's the pitch. It's meeting these people. So where do you go? Get out of Dodge is what Tom says. <laughs> I totally agree. Do not try to look for money in Hollywood. Look for it in other places. Um, mm-hmm. Example, Tom funded a dance film from a dance studio in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, there are people all over America who have businesses and who are making who would like to put money in a film. And usually uh, you've got two different kinds of investors for features who want a return on investment and they're avid about show me the money. That's why you've got to be able to talk turkey. Don't tell me I'm an artist. I don't know about money. That won't work. You have to be able to explain what they call the waterfall, which is once you get your um, money for your film and you make the film, how do you return the money? Who gets the first money, the second money, the third money? How is it shared? You have to be able Mm -hmm. to explain that carefully. But in the original pitch and in your pitch package, it shows how much your budget is, who you have attached, and who you intend to attach. All of those things are part of the sales pitch. And the money is in the hands of people. So how do you find these people with money? Well, you join groups and organizations. You go places where people of money go. You get into, uh, go to friends that you know who have money. Talk to them if they're not interested. Ask them who does have money that might like to have an investment in film. And sometimes they'll refer you to other people, and that's what it's all about. But you have to change your lifestyle. You cannot sit at home and say, I want to make a film. Where's the money? You have to you have to be out because mm-hmm. if you've gone to college, then join, go to every reunion, join the breakfast meetings, uh, join the Alumni Association, uh, if you're in a business, you're working for, let's say, Microsoft or something, what kind of groups are available there? Get involved. Get involved with yes. other people. That's the key, Claire. And and really be good at prioritizing, too, I would imagine, because that's that's a lot. That's a heavy schedule right there. You're not kidding. <clears throat> but you have to do this, and, and you have to decide which event 
will give you the most return on your investment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. So really be good at that. Okay. So to to just do a recap here, crowd we've got crowdfunding, we've got one on one S, we've got um the uh funding parties. Now, let's say you're making a documentary, you need some immediate cash. Uh, one of the filmmakers that won our film grant, Mindy Popper, was uh, raised money every year through pasta parties. She would call up all her friends and honestly say, I'm having a party because I need to raise money for my film. I'm fixing pasta salad uh, and some red wine. Come join me. It's $40 donation for dinner. I'm going to talk to you about my film, show you my trailer, and you're going to meet some other filmmakers. We'll have a fun time. Bring your friends. And this is how she raised cash, and she did this twice a year. And it's a great idea. <clears throat> and if you're, let's say, your apartment or your home is too small, see if you can find a community center or a place where you can bring people and uh, do it with food and make it uh, heartfelt. And you you can raise cash that way. There are four or five different funding parties, and they're all outlined in the film. In fact, I have a 44-item list for you, like a checklist of all the things you need to do to create a funding party. Mm-hmm. So that is one way to do it. And once you, I know a woman who financed a lesbian film, one the something about the desert. I've forgotten the name of it, but she did that years ago by traveling across the United States, having funding parties in various cities, and she raised her money. That's when you had to shoot on film. So that is a way to make money. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it can be features, too, particularly if your feature has a thread in there that men find important. Because if your audience is strongly women or women and children or women and families, you can house funding parties can get you started for a feature and help you raise enough money to pay for your lawyers and get your pitch package put together. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, Carol, I just want to interject something here. Everything is energy. And each success that comes along builds more energy to attract more success. And, and you know, somebody may look at the idea of a funding party as, well, that's just not big enough. That just doesn't quite, you know, do a big enough chunk. Everything, every piece of energy that goes into this filmmaking is a part that builds upon the next big step as well. Would Would you agree? Definitely. And besides, you never know who's coming to that party and how much money they have. You might find the funding right there. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. There's a woman I've been working with who I truly love. She is such a great filmmaker. And so she did a a crowdfunding campaign, and she was uh, diligent in sending out an email to all of those people every six to eight weeks saying, here's an update on my film, because they invested in it through their donation. So she, um, she told me one time, she said, you know, Carol, I... I met a guy uh, through the campaign that said that he would be interested in funding it and sounded like he could write a large check. So he said to contact him, and I sent him an email, but he never answered. 
so what? I said, if he is, if he has that much money, or if he is an entrepreneur, forget about it. He's busy. Send another one. Don't give up. So she yeah. did. He contacted her, Claire, and said, um, "Yes." He said, "I'll. Oh, yes. I love the film, and I'll give you a donation of fifty thousand." So she was overwhelmed with the idea. So wow. next time we're talking. What are you doing now? She says, well, I'm I'm sending out a letter to my uh, campaign list. But she said, I'm so disappointed because I promised them I would be further along than I am now. And I'm ashamed that I'm not further along. So I said, oh, for Christ's sake, you just go back and tell them what our son well said. Make that your lead copy. And say, 95% is spent raising money. 5% is making the film. So this is where my energy is going. I don't you to know that. And the same guy told her, right? And he said, so how much do you need to finish the film? And she said, 120000 He said, I'll write you a check. Mm. Wow. Okay? So yeah. you never know who these people are. Now, he came in and donated, uh, I believe, in a campaign and gave her a few dollars yet he was able to write that size of a check without blinking. So you never know who's wealthy and who isn't. I learned that when I was selling motion picture raw stock. Never judge a book by its cover. And this is very important in film funding. So uh, I know there's so many other things to cover. We, we The pitch. We've covered, but we have a trailer, and there are a lot of other things to talk about. But really, out of time, I hope that the most important thing I've gotten across is that your is your asset in funding your film on one side, and on the other side, a daily to-do list moving towards your goal uh, is the second most important thing, because Entrepreneurs are goal setters. If you're a filmmaker, you're an entrepreneur. Setting goals is priority, and reaching them is important because, like you said, it's the first step. Every time you set a goal, just say for a week that you give yourself a short goal and you achieve it, that feeling of success is what moves you forward, Claire. Right, yes. It's like the fuel, that makes the car go. Exactly. And you're the one that needs the fuel. You need that success. You need a lot of little successes to get you going. Well, I can tell that we're going to need to do a part two of this uh, discussion, Carol. (laughs) We do only have a few minutes left, and I want to make sure that we cover um, any more of the thread that we've started that that we need to uh, wrap up before we go and one of those things is your intentional filmmaking class and how you set those intentions. Could you talk a little about that right now? Yes. Um, I love this class. Uh, it's in my book. I was writing in my book about how you set your intentions, and one day I thought, well, why not just build a class around this? So the idea is 
Uh, I started it with nine months class, and those were really intrepid filmmakers, and I loved them because they stayed with me not only for nine months, but we did another six months as a second class. And they, the secret is you need to be amongst your peers. You must hear other people's ideas and how they're moving forward uh, and be part of groups. So I urge you to join uh Places like DocuLink, uh, any place that you can, you can go to and share this, very important. So um, it's focusing on your film is the key, focusing on it on a daily basis. So we start off now down to five months. I think that works. I ask you to set your goals. You set them. You send them to me. I review them. I make sure that they're in the present tense, that they're believable and achievable. And now you have a starting gate. You're sort of off and running here. Then we go through the pitch, the proposal, the paperwork, whether it's features or docs. We get you supported through the foundational work as well as through the mindset. And the classes for both the intentional uh, for both of the intentional filmmaking classes, I have two. One is the Mastermind class with Tom Malloy, who's raised over $20 million for features, and he's a brilliant teacher. And the second one is the Trailblazer class that I teach alone. So that those classes are fully outlined on my website under fromtheheartproductions.com. Go to uh, mentoring classes. And look for intentional filmmaking class. Hold your cursor on that, and the two classes will pop up. <clears throat> and then you can move your cursor over and look at either class. You'll get the whole outline for the five months. Okay. And that's from com. <clears throat> right. Good. Okay. And um, any closing thoughts that you would like to share in regards to um, you know, anything that we've discussed or uh, an, anything new you want to introduce before we we uh, end the show? I just want to <clears throat> to remind filmmakers how talented they are and to recognize that your talents are very special. Sometimes you say you're a writer-director. Well, <laughs> there are some people who would give their right arm literally to be a writer or to be a director, and you have both mm-hmm. talents. So never doubt that the funding is there to support you, because it always is. It's a matter of your own faith and belief in yourself. Very good. Okay. And I, I also understand that you teach filmmakers that they need to start, now I, I do not want to get this in, that they need to start marketing the film while they are making the film, Right. Exactly, Claire. That's the key these days because we now we've got 11 areas of distribution that are very beneficial for filmmakers. So many new ways to make money with your film. And that, too, is another story. I highly recommend that if you, if you like this show that you listen to other shows because Claire and I go out of our way to bring you information on the latest distribution and marketing as well as funding. But truly... Your funding is in your distribution and your marketing. You should know where you're going with your film from day one. 
Day one, you have an idea. Day two, is it a working idea? Yes. Day three, how do I market it? Marketing takes you to distribution. Right. And so, yes, uh, Carol, I agree with you. I'd, I'd like to, you know, let you all know that uh, we have on-demand episodes, also known as archived episodes, that you can find through uh, the Art of Film Funding radio show here on Blog Talk Radio. And there is a plethora of shows that we have done for the uh, over two years now that would give you so much information, a wealth of information to support you on the many different areas of filmmaking, all of the behind the scenes to the filming of of your film, etc. And of course, marketing, lots of information on crowdfunding. That's what we're going to have to do in part two. Carol, we're going to have to cover the crowdfunding information that you wanted to share. There's, There really is a lot more. So part two will be coming up soon. We'll let you all know when, when we're going to schedule that as well. Wonderful. Thank you, Claire. Yes. Well, Carol, thank you also. This has been really uh, <laughs> it's it's been an in-depth course, I would say, on really understanding what the the energy is that goes into filmmaking. And that is really the key point that I know that you bring up many times. So thank you, Carol, for all that you do. And thank you, filmmakers, listeners, for joining us and contributing your questions and your energy to this entire process. Take care, everyone. Take care, Carol. Thank you, Claire. Lots of love to you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's david, R-A-I-K-L-E-N.com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone.